Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Funhouse Podcast with your co-hosts, Ryan Haley and Lindsay, Lindsay Washburn. Washburn. Hi. Now, this is my week to produce this, and I have to make a confession to Lindsay. I uh, uh, was really lazy, and I didn't get around to ever writing the podcast we're going to do. Do you, you wrote the other ones that we did? Yes, they were meticulously written. Okay. But uh, <laughs> word for word. However... It's 2000 freaking 23, y'all. We don't have to literally do anything ever again because oh, really? we have artificial intelligence to do our jobs for us. So I don't think we really t touched on this this much, but, you know, obviously it's been around for a few months now, but chat GPT is a thing. Gee, that's like the, it writes things it's, for it's you. It writes whatever you want, any prompt you want. And so, so therefore I have gotten it to write our podcast today. <laughs> this is an AI generated podcast. Um, so Kit, I, Rick, you need to cut to your own reaction yeah. right now. <laughs> Are you sure this is going to go well, Ryan? Well, no. Well, yes, because I well, didn't no. have to do anything. Well, I didn't yeah. have to do shit. And uh, here we are. This is what I, I put. Write an intro for the Funhouse podcast between host Ryan and Lindsay. And this is what I got. So, everyone, here's the new intro. This is the beginning of the podcast. Welcome to the Funhouse podcast, where two of the funniest hosts in the business, Ryan and Lindsay, it wrote this for us. I didn't, I didn't tell them that. Come together to bring you the latest in pop culture, gaming, and internet happenings. Get ready for a wild ride of laughs, witty commentary, and unexpected tangents as Ryan and Lindsay take on the world one episode at a time. Whether you're a longtime fan or a newcomer to the show, strap in and get ready for a nonstop barrage of humor and good times. This is the Funhouse Podcast. What? That, they, Did that, you they tell were, them our names? All I said is Ryan and Lindsay and Funhouse Podcast, oh, and they wrote all of that. Ryan and Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, huh? I actually, it, 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 I'm glad you think it's cool because pop culture, gaming, and pop culture, gaming, and internet, internet happenings. happenings. Yeah, they wrote all of that. But now, Lindsay, the first one I, I did this twice. Oh, okay. This they kind of wrote it in your voice. So do voice. I write? I read this one. So I, I basically wrote it's just a few little subtle different. I wrote wrote, wrote write an intro for the Funhouse podcast between host Lindsay and Ryan. I, all I did was switch up the word the the order of the names at the end. Okay. Go for it. Welcome to the Funhouse podcast. Hang on a second. Welcome to Funhouse, the podcast where laughter meets gaming, tech, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Lindsay, and joining me today is the one and only Ryan. That's me. We've got a lot of exciting things to share with you guys today, so sit back, relax, and get ready for some laughs and good times. Whether you're a diehard gamer or just a fan of all things tech and entertainment, we've got you covered. So, Ryan, what do you have in store for our listeners today? I'm so glad you asked me that, Lindsay. That's going to tee us right into our discussion. Also, who's yeah. listening to this podcast for tech info? You should find yeah. another podcast. It's kind of tech it's so related. Funny. Wait, um, Ryan. What? Is there a jingle or an intro song that you have listed or ready to go for this one? I Unfortunately, AI generated uh, music is not uh, really as advanced as you would like. I do That'd get it. Cool. I did make them write a song that we'll get into later. Oh, that, shit. okay. So I do kind of. I did kind of do that, but it's just lyrics. We would have to provide the actual music Got it. ourselves. Okay. Um, so let's see here. So basically, what I we have a few guests coming in today to talk about various topics. Okay. But I think our first little topic, just me and you, are going to discuss is AI. What we're talking about right now, you know, or what we're talking through right now. Uh -huh. um, because, you know, there's lots of interesting ethical problems, or not even problems, but, you know, it, situations sure. now with the advancement concerns. of AI. Concerns. Concerns, things. And so I got, so another thing I got the AI to do is to 
is to make a list of AI questions for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you have to pay for this? Is chat no, GPT it's, it's free? free? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Somebody's um, making money off of that, right? I think I think their name is Google. Um <laughs> Sorry. Okay, getting here. Okay, ethics. Uh -huh. So I said um Ryan uh, this is what I inputted into chat GPT. I said uh Ryan wants to talk about the ethics of AI. Please write an intro for Ryan and introducing people to what ChatGPT is and what the future of AI will look like. So this is what, this is ChatGPT talking about itself. Okay. Does this make sense of our- Yeah. Okay, so this is ChatGPT's intro for this section. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Funhouse Podcast. <laughs> Today I want to delve into a topic that's been on my mind lately, the ethics of AI. Now, you may be familiar with ChatGPT, our friendly language model trained by OpenAI, but have you ever stopped to think about what the future of AI will look like and the impact it will have on our lives? As AI continues to advance, it's important to consider, consider the ethical implications and make sure we're using it for the greater good. So let's dive in and explore the exciting and sometimes daunting future of AI together. That was a nice little intro the AI wrote wow. about AI, wasn't it? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so but really, you know, since we're uh, obviously uh, self-proclaimed artists, we're you can, sure. we're artists, right? You know. Yeah, I would agree. Kind of, yeah. You know, uh, I I wanted to talk specifically about the ethics of AI and art. You know. Yeah. So, have you seen these things where, uh, you know, it, you 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 say I want to see the Pillsbury Doughboy in the style of of Jackson Pollock, you know? Yeah. And then it just in five seconds it has this amazing. Yeah, AI I've thing. seen lots of stuff What are your thoughts like on this? this? You know, I think it's super interesting. I think there's a bigger ethical issue when there's uh, clearly there's some sort of art that that's being referenced to by the AI to generate the art, and that there's companies who are charging for it, and that is an issue. So if you're Jackson Pollock's estate and all of a sudden they're copying all these Jackson Pollocks, you think that you should get a cut of every AI-generated Jackson Pollock? That's kind of... Uh, I mean, I don't really know how it'll work out. I, I just think that it that it's unethical to be referencing a bunch of art and then charge people to use the AI service to generate the art. Mm -hmm. And it's like just ripping off people's like artistic styles. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I, I basically agree with you, but point counterpoint, you know, um, people say, oh, all art is imitation in some, some way, you mm -hmm. know, like you're basically just, you're, it's how, how much you're hiding your influences yeah. that some people clearly, call the more original. Clearly, though, the AI art is not hiding the influences enough. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, they're just doing a bad job of it. So yeah. is that where, so is that the fine line? Is that the gray area? Is how much you hide your influences if all art is imitative of something, you know? Is it how much you hide your influences? I, well, I'm not I understand what you're saying. Well. I'm not a yeah. computer, but... Uh, you, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I think the issue came that it was like the AI was charging you to use this like automated automated art service that would create your portrait in an artistic style. But there's another artist who does artistic portraits and the AI used the, a bunch of their art to like basically put anybody's face in it. Uh -huh. When it's like now you're paying for this AI service instead of paying like the artist. Now, let's say hypothetically, I'm a very good artist mm -hmm. and I can in about... 20 seconds make an amazing like fully realized reproduction of someone else's art which i cannot do and is impossible oh. but i'm just saying you know is it uh the fact that it's a computer doing this you know if a human being Probably, could do it would yeah, it be maybe. would it be okay for them to charge to make a reproduction of someone else's art 
Um, I mean, that's a, it's a good question. Uh, that's why we're here. I we're don't having, know we're talking I, the ethics I, of AI. Then, I think that somebody would probably come along and probably have an issue with it. Okay, but you don't personally. I'm not personally involved. Well, you are involved. Somebody, cre- are you, am I, you're, I'm paying you, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm paying you to redraw this painting one for one. Right, I'm. I'm. A, I'm a. I. You can come up to me. I have, be, I have a stand. You'd be the putting boardwalk. in the effort and doing the work. I'd probably be paying you for that. So it's the effort involved that makes it a thing. In this scenario, that's what I would okay. be paying for you. For. Interesting. Um, well, so I did say, hey, Chat GPT, come up with a list of discussion questions about the use of AI in art. And so, um, Chat GPT, thank you for your list. You're going to be driving this uh, discussion before our guests get did here. Did you page Chat GPT to do all this work no, for you? No, this is the best part about the future is that you never have to work again. You can just get Chat GPT to do whatever your per- your current job is. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, let's see. Some of these are kind of annoying or or just lame and vague. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Can AI generate truly original and creative works of art? Do you believe that that it's actually original? You know, it's something that no one would have ever made on their own, but a computer made it. But is it actually original since they are just data mining all of the works in human history to... Is it completely original? No, because I think that there's like the whole thing of like, is there anything completely original anymore? Which is no. what we were just talking about, which is, you know. Is yeah. How, but know, is it completely unique? Probably. I think everything is completely unique. Well, okay. What is that? Then that's a, that's a great uh, ethical question. Not ethical question, but just interesting question. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between unique and original? Original, I think, means like, you know. Nothing from before. Nothing has come from okay before. Checks out. Right? Does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Do you right. understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unique, it could be like many variations of something, but not, no two are alike. That is what unique is. But like in this scenario, though, you, you're saying unique things can uh, um, draw from other stuff. Look, a shape, an original shape. You've Whoa. never seen this shape before. I haven't. You're right. It's a little steamboat. Each one is unique, but this one is no longer original. Whoa. Yo, he just stopped smoking weed. I, I know. I now shapes. that I stop smoking weed, somehow that blows my mind even more. Whoa. <laughs> for, some, for those listening, I drew two shapes. See, there are two shapes that are very similar, but one of them was original, had it never been invented before, and the other one was unique it's just unique it's just unique because it's not exactly the same but it's it's not not but it's not original wow that was a really good (laughs) you should become an ai (laughs) 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 holy shit um so to your point how can we protect the intellectual property rights of artists who use the ai in their work that was the ninth question that chat gpt i don't know the answers to these questions well they're they're discussion questions okay they're not what do you think what do i think about that I think it's a fucking impossible. I think that there's going to be right now we're at the dawn of this shit, you know, where everyone's like reacting to it. Mm-hmm. But flash forward to four or five years from now, we are we are opening this Pandora's box. I don't think anyone of us really know what the fuck's about to come, come from it. But I don't think there's any way in hell anyone's going to have any true uh, uh, like holding of their intellectual their property. Their own IP. Just their own IP. You know, I guess maybe blockchain shit. Could mm-hmm. help out with that, but 
I think that we're fucked in terms of if that's if, if, if you care about this kind of stuff, like intellectual property rights. You mean non-fungible. <laughs> no, or all I'm saying is that is that there's going to be so much out there with everyone's face on it that like, you know, and people are going to be making reproductions of everyone's aesthetics that who knows what where it all started and what began. People are going to be making copies of copies and copies of copies of copies of of different inputs and stuff that yeah. that uh pretty soon it's just going to be kind of you know but you're not going to know what to believe but that's how things get better well i i'm open to that interpretation of what's going to happen yeah i think some people would think that this future is going to suck for artists i guess you know but anyway um let's move on what role do Oh, well, that's just a boring question. But uh, uh, anyway, back to this. Back to what we were just talking about. Um, I really, here's my perfect future, mm -hmm. okay? Or not, a, like a really fun thing that we'll be able to do in the future is that you'll be able to go to the movies, okay? And if you want, like, uh, 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 you'll, like, go to the movies and they'll scan all our faces or like as we enter into the movie, uh -huh. okay? And so, let's say we went and saw Fast and Furious 10, but then everyone that all of our friends and stuff, everyone that we went to the movie with, it's like they put our faces in real time on the characters in the it's movie. A, um, you're seeing yourself. It's in the like movie a because yeah. they scanned your face. They scan our faces, in. but it's like it looks perfect. It's like we're the stars of the movie, you know. Or you'll be able to do that with anything. Well, so for example, uh, Jacob has been playing a game recently, and I don't know if he's going to come through here today. He can elaborate. Is he coming by today? No. He's okay. Not by. So Jacob has been playing the game. What is that game called, Rick? Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Okay. So, and I don't know anything about the game. Again, he could elaborate on it. But basically, he turns his webcam on and the game tracks his face. And so, he will, we're, we'll be hanging out in Discord and he's been showing us this. This is how I've seen this. And he records his gameplay to send us and we see him or we hear him talking and then we see his character model Hell like yeah. doing like a bunch of crazy expressions and like talking to us. So like you're that's happening. It's just like the opposite. They're taking your face to create the animation, which already mm -hmm. happens with like tracking and films and stuff like uh -huh. that. But like this is so specific. And like I just remember, um, I mean, it's the same thing with like the Snapchat filters and all that kind sure. of stuff. But this is like and in a game where it's so detailed, mm -hmm. does that take a lot of power? And also who's going to have their webcam on all the time to like while they're gaming? We're getting there, you know. I, I I have my Google Glass on at all times, other than when I'm on camera here at Funhouse. You know, where's your Google? Where do you keep your Google Glass? It's just you know, you haven't seen me walking around with it. You're supposed to go with this, Lindsay, and pretend that I actually just done no, it. I've seen you, Ryan. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I, I appreciate want you that. to you know elaborate. That's why I challenge yeah. you. <laughs> I did ask Chat GPT. Well, hey, that sounds really cool. I wanted to play that game with Jacob. I did ask Chat GPT's opinion. I go, what is your opinion, Chat GPT, on the use of AI to generate art? And you know what it told me? What? This is very surprising. It said, as a language model developed by OpenAI, I don't have personal opinions or feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, That's boring. <laughs> That's accurate. Get a little personality, Chat GPT. Um, so, yeah. But. Um, you know, obviously there's a whole other, the dark side of this whole stuff is, you know, and it's kind of, that, that's been in the uh, zeitgeist a little lately too, is deep fake porns. You know, oh, yeah, we're, we're in the land of deep fake. severely messed up. Yeah, exactly. You know, so this, in terms of the, the there's ethics There's the whole of, issue of consent. Well, yeah, specifically for, you know, you putting 
a photo reel thing of something yeah. else on a, you know sex content um but yeah that's like the uh, uh uh i feel like that's gonna be where it starts in terms of it being ubiquitous you know what i mean you're gonna Pornhub is just gonna have tom cruise fox taylor swift and kanye and uh you know and then you're gonna go okay um who do i want in my little fictitious orgy here you know um and yeah not that you should but that's what that's what kids teenagers are going to be uh, uh doing you know for the next 20 years don't give uh, my any ideas all right you know maybe we should just move on to this topic <laughs> 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 i'm just saying i'm just trying to describe the hell hellscape we're living in okay i understand um, what you're saying okay everyone um in the few minutes before we have charlotte come by we're gonna open up chat gpt and have Lindsay ask it some questions you know okay what do you want to know in life you can literally know anything right now um, I can literally know. I don't know. What should I, what do I want to know in life? That's up to you. I mean, I, I don't know what um, you want to know. Can you, okay, actually I have a good one. Can you make it give me like, uh, how, how would I word this? I don't even know how, oh, you have an account. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm way deep into this. Um, Yes. What are you going to ask me? I don't even know how it really works. You have to give it. You have to I ask have it a questions. Little, I have a little chat section. Just, I can do anything. You can literally say anything to this thing and have a whole conversation or tell it to do something. It obviously has to involve words. Yeah. Yeah. So hit me with your best shot. Lindsay Washburn, what do you want to ask an all-knowing, all-seeing computer? Can you, can you ask it what the next week's podcast topics should be? What should next week's... Funhouse podcast. Funhouse podcast topics. It makes be. with Ryan and Lindsay. With Ryan so and Lindsay. Okay, what are you gonna All tell right, us how long here? does it take? Let me see. I get <sighs> to do boring. It's saying it doesn't have Oh. Oh, right. here we go. Yeah, no, it is telling us. This is perfect. These are great ideas. I'm already I'm reading it in real time. Oh man. Oh my god. Whoa. <gasps> wow, it knows about Funhouse here. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, yeah, go for it. It gave a bunch of, like, suggestions. Gaming news and trends. They could discuss the latest gaming news and releases as well as... a good idea. As, Chat GPT, good job, Chat GPT. As well as share their thoughts on the current state of the gaming industry, which, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. Pop culture, talk about movies, TV shows, books, oh, and other we've forms. we've never talked about pop culture We've before. never done That's it. That's a good idea, Chat GPT. Technology, they could discuss the latest advancements in technology and their impact on the world. Personal stories, they could share personal stories and experiences. These are general podcast yeah, but Topics. it's a really good, really events. good ideas, ChatGPT. Q and A. They could dedicate an episode to answering questions from their fans. But this one's funny. This one's interesting because it says Funhouse traditions. They could revisit some of the Funhouse traditions, such as stupid stuff in GTA. <laughs> I, I remember that. Tradition. Or bad driving montages. <laughs> Where the fuck did they get? That? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then at the end, it has a little addendum. Remember, these are just suggestions, and Ryan and Lindsay might have different ideas for their podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for telling us, ChatGPT, that we're not forced and stuck with <laughs> with your shitty ideas. I'm seeing... So I uh, don't read this out, li uh, out loud yet, because we're going to have a special guest hopefully next week. But I'm trying to get it to write. Does it normally take this long? Yeah, it takes a second, because there's like all of... Uh, oh, my God. Scanning through all of human history. 
<laughs> oh wow! So it's writing a script. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to yeah, set, no, set, I set just this up? Set up it's writing a script were. live. So <laughs> she said uh, the, the input was write a script for the Funhouse podcast next episode with special guest Brett Hunley featuring Ryan and Lindsay. Oh shit! Were we supposed to say that? Well, that's fine because hopefully he's here, and if not, oh, okay. just. If he's not, we have to also cut this out. <laughs> Do you want to read it? Well, it's not the right Brett Hunley. It says, today we have special guests with us, former NFL quarterback Brett Hunley. <laughs> of UCLA. UCLA's <laughs> Brett Hunley. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. uh, we're big fans of your work on the field. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. Wow! Oh, and then this is your line. That the 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 good luck on the field line was apparently from me. That's what ChatGPT thinks I would have written. Brett, it's great to have you here today on the Funhouse Podcast. We're big fans of your work on the field. And then, uh, and then Lindsay would say, "So, Brett, we know you're a huge gamer. What are some of your favorite games you like to play in your free time?" <laughs> Brett says. And Brett says, "I love playing first-person shooters. This is not right all at right. all. Anyways, all right, anyway, um, we have a very special guest in the pod today. Uh, actually, with, with a new nickname, Philly Shar. What's going on, guys? I just had to pop down the ninety-five. Uh, I assume that's a Philly reference. Here. Okay. I mean, it's running alongside the Delaware." Um, and also I had to chow down on a hoagie before I stopped by. Uh, that hoagie. I, 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 I had a hoagie. I'm drinking a cup of coffee right now. <laughs> what, what, where, do you, where do you think chat GPT to like write the podcast? Oh, I see. Okay. But I don't think that that's what this segment is. Should be Philly but Sharp. I just can't stop. Well, I mean, Philly Shar, I like artificial shit. Oh, uh, uh, you do? Yeah. What, did you only say that because you could pronounce it in that? Artificial? Yeah. Like no, that. I don't. I mean, I. If I did have to fake a Philly accent, I would be bad at it. But, you, I, but I don't have to because I, I have one, and that's um, Go Birds. And, and specifically, would you call this a Philly or a Delco accent? Well, there's Delco, and then it's pretty uh, close to North Philadelphia. North Philadelphia. Yeah, so you go down from South Philly, you know, Pattinson Broad exit. That's where the Eagles play and the Phillies. Eagles. And you go up the Broad Street line, and that takes you to... Now I'm doing a surfer, bro. That takes you to uh, Northeast Philly. That's where all my family lives. Well, um, Charlotte, you had a big weekend this weekend because your team, the Philadelphia Eagles, won the Super Bowl. Won I'm so Super Bowl. so stoked that they won. I'm gonna. I want to give congratulatory Wawa gift cards to every player. I'm so proud Charlotte, of my boys. I know you didn't watch, but they didn't win. They didn't win. I'm proud to announce my new character, Kansas City Shar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd love to hear this. How do, how do those people talk? Um, uh, what happens there? The Eagles bit the dust There's with the Bengals. Nothing going on. Dude, what's even a Kansas City accent? Well, so what was we don't have to do that. Yeah, Philly Char. Char, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What was your take on the game? What happened in that game? You know, it was a really exciting game. Oh, I, it was great. Uh, Doug Peterson coaches like no other, and Nick Nick Foles can throw a football like no one else. <laughs> and, and I want to shout out Darren Sproles. Okay, which shout out Darren Sproles. <laughs> and uh, um, 
I'm su- you know, I'm uh and and I'm, uh, Donovan McNabb is on the team too. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than I know. Right. I and know zero. Titans gave you AJ I was, Brown for I was, nothing. I was so upset that Carson Wentz got hurt this season. Oh man, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I also um I inputted cuz I didn't really have much for this section, so I, I, I told ChatGPT, oh. ChatGPT, write some hilarious jokes for Ryan to say during the new podcast. Try and incorporate the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, um, ChatGDP yes. is a is a pretty powerful uh-huh. uh, artificial intelligence mm-hmm. uh, chatbot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as I understand it, with uh, AI stuff, you have to be very purposeful with the prompts you enter it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. You're talking like as if you're slacking someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, this is kind of what ChatGPT is. It, it it's gave creepy. me a, a million. All right, uh, let's see you it. Know, like, okay, so uh, this is uh, just imagine I just said this impromptu, and it's okay, really hilarious. It, yeah. The Super Bowl may be the biggest event in sports, but the Funhouse podcast is the biggest event in internet comedy. Who needs a championship trophy when you have a trophy of laughter? Wow, it is over for people that tour uh, small to mid-sized business conferences doing stand-up. Wow, <laughs> talking about collating and uh, you know, and expense reports and making comedy off that. Lindsay, will you say one of these? Yeah. Something that sounds smart okay. and funny. Can I read one? I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, Cal- love- I'm California Charlotte now. Oh, okay. okay I'll, I'll like do one and then you do the next I like one. The beach. Uh, you know what's better than a touchdown during the Super Bowl? A touchdown of laughs on the Funhouse podcast. <laughs> That's true, though. Lindsay, you cracked me up. I know. Can I do one? Yeah, yeah please. Pick California one. Shark. Three through six. Okay, three through six. Um, you can just read the next okay. one, yeah. You know what's more exciting than a nail-biting finish to the Super Bowl? A nail-biting finish to a hilarious burrito of the Funhouse burrito. Okay, I think it broke. Burrito? Yeah. Let me try another one. Okay. The Super Bowl may be the biggest event in sports, but the Funhouse podcast is in the pool. Well, maybe it's in the a, pool? hold on. Is in the. <laughs> Let me try the next one. <laughs> Why watch the Super Bowl when you can listen to Ryan and Lindsay on your mom's mom? Do the mom mom podcast <laughs> now. See, I think it's it breaking. Yeah, I don't it think broke. it's working. <laughs> Well, on the fly comedy here, everybody. <laughs> I am way worse at this than an AI. <laughs> I could barely think of in the pool. <laughs> you saw steam coming out of my ears. Come no, on. No, I did. I did know you were going to think they were really funny, uh, Lindsay. So I did have ChatGPT, oh. but I know it's hard to come up with a response to my funny joke. So I did have ChatGPT write. I put That's in cheap GPT. Write a hilarious response from Lindsay about Ryan's Super Bowl jokes. Okay. You guys should have a character named Chad GPT. <laughs> okay. That's Ryan, like, what's up? <laughs> I love you, but those Super Bowl jokes were as dry as a stale bag of chips on game day. Oh, man. I mean, they were flatter than a Patriots fan's hopes after they lost to the Eagles in 2018. I thought it was but, yesterday. hey, at least we have each other and the Funhouse podcast to bring the laughs every week. Wow. Pat but- Mahomes' booty is so thick. <laughs> put that tongue away? <laughs> oh, my God, oh my God, did, did you ask it to do a deflate gate joke? No, I, I, I it came up with that. It you has know what's not deflated? Pat Mahomes' booty. booty. Yeah, it is inflated. We should check on that. Now, before we go to a uh, break, I, I did. I, I, I knew I was going to be sad w- with you making fun of my cool Super Bowl jokes. Oh. So I did get Jet GPT. I said. Ryan is sad that Lindsay made fun of his Super Bowl jokes. Write dialogue for Ryan to say in reply to Lindsay making fun of his jokes. Okay. And this is what I this is what it got for me. Ouch, Lindsay. Those burns are colder than an ice cold beer on Super Bowl Sunday. I thought I had some good ones in there. And then 
it said you would say. I don't know how it knew this, but it, it's. It knew I would, would say, say uh, sorry, Ryan, but sometimes the, the truth hurts. But don't worry, I'm sure you'll come up with some zingers for our next episode. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Lindsay. I'll make sure to step up my game for the next one. In the meantime, let's just enjoy the Super Bowl and maybe even come up with some better jokes together. Sounds good, Ryan. Let's go do this and go pat Mahomes' booty. Okay, that was the real intelligence wow. faltering. <laughs> Let's go do this. I want to make sure that chat is is cleared. Its name is cleared. This seems like a normal conversation we would have. Yeah, I've um, heard you guys have this conversation yeah, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Yeah. Actually, we we were going over the ship hit script, and it turns out the vent from our office leads right into Patrick. So we <laughs> we heard you going and yelling, and it was coming straight into the room. That's why I came by and looked in from the side. <laughs> well, we have to do an ad break here in a second, but when we come back from the ad, we're going to have Charlotte Recite a new Philadelphia Eagles theme song that was written by ChatGPT. 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 GPP. 2023 is well underway already, so don't wait any longer to level up your small business and set yourself up for success this year. Stamps.com lets you print your own postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's awesome. It's ready to go in minutes, so you can get back to running your business sooner. You even get access to the USPS and UPS shipping services you need to run your business right from your computer at any time, day or night, 24 freaking 7. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And if you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart in existence, probably. That's why Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses for 25 years. I actually have a friend that runs a small business in Memphis, Tennessee, and she says that it helps her a lot. So I can vouch for this service. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code FH. Pod. Get a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale at www.stamps.com slash FHpod. Thanks to Stamps.com for sponsoring this show. Kick off the year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's awesome. So you can look good in your gear and feel good by making an impact. I'm somebody who loses habitually every single pair of sunglasses I've ever bought in my entire life. So to have a relatively cheap pair of sunglasses that also make me look really cool and they feed people, I can't ask for a better service than Shady Rays. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. I always just return mine so that it looks like I can, I'm a guy who can afford new awesome sunglasses every month. But that's just me. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. 
Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code FHPOD for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's almost half. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. So, go to ShadyRays.com and use code FHPOD for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Thanks, Shady Rays, for sponsoring our podcast. Welcome back from the ad break, everyone. Charlotte, I wrote, um, I did not write. I told my, um, this satanic computer here to, uh, to. That's my laptop. <laughs> and it needs Jesus. <laughs> I said, I, what did I say? I said, please write a new theme song for the Philadelphia Eagles. Because before they got to the Super Bowl, uh, in the playoffs, yeah. we were watching a game together. Mm-hmm. Um, you must have sang the Philadelphia Eagles theme song. Uh, what would you say? Fifty times. Boomer sooner. <laughs> <laughs> the fly eagles fly, fly on the road, road to victory. victory. But that's over. That's out. It's I'm out. It's it's okay. Yeah. Now, it didn't yeah. work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Not once. So that's why. Obviously, we need new blood here. Jack GPT is going to write the new song. So if you would like to, in any melody you want, either the old one or the or a new melody, oh sing gosh. this new. Theme you can song. pick like two paragraphs. Yeah, you can pick. Do as <laughs> much do, uh, as much or as little as you have. This is. I'm gonna do the first verse and the chorus. Okay. Perfect. And then, uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about the bridge, uh, just in like a song exploder kind of way. Okay. Um, all right. This is impromptu. Rising up from the ashes, it's the city of brotherly love. With the spirit of champions, we rise up and show what we're made of. Made of. Philadelphia Eagles soaring high. <laughs> I went in hot on that one. Sorry. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles soaring high. With the will to win and heart so true. Bringing the fight to never giving. And we are the Eagles and we're flying through. Flying through. <laughs> wow. wow. It's wordy. Great. It's wordy. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm knowing uh, as many people as I do from Philadelphia, that might be a little tougher for people to chew on than fly eagles fly. Um, but we could definitely make it work. There's a little bit in here about, it's funny, there's a specific right off the top about brotherly love and then nothing else about Philadelphia yeah. or the eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Seems pretty spirit generic. of champions, stand tall and proud, a symbol of our city's art. Uh, weird. Because the symbol of Philadelphia's art is a big clothespin. Is that true? Yeah, right outside City Hall. It's this giant clothespin. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Does, what about the love thing? Doesn't it say love somewhere? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Love Park. I thought it was that. I mean, that is what it's called. Crack. Sometimes uh, <laughs> I think it's the big silver bean, and I go, no, it's not Chicago. That's Chicago. That's Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it's Millennium yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I anyway, that, um, I kind of want to prompt it. Keep uh, going. Real quick. Sorry, I, I, I got one more thing here. Um, wait, what was this? Uh, this is some. Yeah, us? it's, it's still you. Talking? Yeah, yeah, it's still. Well, because with the roaring success that that new theme song for the Eagles, Huge, I'm sure, yeah. is going to be, um, mm-hmm. I also got it to write a new Chiefs song, but I gave it a little bit more of a prompt. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> can't bring out Kansas City, Char. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. please write a theme song for the Kansas City Chiefs as well, but please include the words funky butt lovin' and fat Mahomes. <laughs> So take it away, Charlotte. All right, let me tap into my Kansas City accent. Uh-huh. <clears throat> let me just think of it. Kansas City, the red and gold rain. Where the Chiefs play, it's all about the game. With Fat Mahomes, they've got some funk. They're always ready to raise the junk. <laughs> And let's do it together. Funky but loving, we're here to cheer for our Kansas City Chiefs. They're bringing the heat with their win. 
spirit, they never retreat. Funky butt loving for our football team. Thank you. I'm leaving wow. before you make me read more Jay High stuff. <laughs> that was a great outro, Charlotte. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Give, give Philly Shar, Kansas City Shar, and California Shar a big round of applause. Wow, that was wonderful. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> thank you. All right. Me. Yeah, thank you. Bye, <laughs> what are you entering into chat GPT right now, Lindsay? Before we have our next guest come? Don't worry. Something's happening in the background. Don't look at it. Don't look Don't at look it. Don't look at it. All right. But well, who's the next guest on the Fun House podcast? Well, that next guest is a, um, well, I'll just team up. You probably, you might have met him before, but he recently got me really into this thing called speed running. Do you know what speed running is? Yeah. What is speed running to you? Speed running like a game? Yes. Speed running? Yeah. You game. just try to do it as fast as you can to to win. I had always heard about speed running, mm -hmm. you know, and he would try to talk about it. it our guest that's going to yes, come. Yes, I know. know. And it, it would just, I would, my, it would glaze over my brain. I'm like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Uh -huh. But then I just watched a documentary about it. Right. And now I'm really into it. And now I want to go to games done slow or fast, I mean. Games done quick? Game, yes, quick. <laughs> um, and w uh, with our guest. And ladies and gentlemen, he's here early. It's our new guest, John Smith. Hi. Hey, buddy. What's going on? That's the that's the crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've set up the people. Um, they all know that now I'm I'm a speedrunner. Yes, I'm really into speedrunning now. You did great at NFL Blitz. I did. Thank you. I appreciate that. I tried to speedrun a. Um, we had a Cinemoji speedrun today because I was so inspired mm. by our speedrunning conversations. I'm sorry I missed that. It's okay. I was having issues. Don't worry about you it. You were a speedrunner before you quit smoking weed. You would speedrun your blunts, right? <laughs> That's not a. Does that count? It's funny, okay? <laughs> and Chappy Chi didn't write it. I said I, it. I, everyone it's does original. Get mad. People do get mad at me for making the blunts run because I, for some reason, don't know how to inhale right this mm. stuff. So, like, if I, when I hit the blunt, it'll, it was, I was like, oh my God, it's like a sailboat or something. It's, it's, uh, it's all fucked up now. <laughs> Who did that? Oh, it was Ryan. Speedrunning um, is, is a mindset. It's not a. It's not specific to video games. Okay. See, I didn't even know that. Um, what is the, your favorite game to speed run, John? Well, and, what, and yeah, tell us about your your history with the sport. I'm more just interested in speed running. Okay. I more watch speed runs. You're not a speed runner yourself. Well, I did do for a long time. I did casual speed runs in Dark Souls, which is that I wouldn't follow what everyone else did, and I wasn't trying to get the minimum time. I would just try to beat it with a set of parameters as quickly as I could. Set of parameters like you, like I do magic only or oh, pyromancy only or okay. decks, okay. things like that. You know those words. Yeah, I get the concept at least. Yeah. I don't understand the words, but yes, I get the concept. Um, and w in terms of, so, so you're a you're an audience <laughs> member of this kind of thing. What's your favorite thing to watch as a consumer? Um, I was so I Ryan am a fan. I think I was telling you this previously at a party. I like the speedruns that don't use, don't have any RNG. which Random number generator. Exactly. Which is basically uh, shorthand quiz. for any randomness that can happen in the game. Like, say an enemy has four different attacks, like a boss has four different attacks. One of them is the quickest, and you can kill the boss the quickest, but you have to wait for that attack to come. There's no way for you to, like, bait it out. Uh -huh. So that's RNG, where there's a lot of games where... You know, they'll be on a world record pace, but then they'll get to a place where there's RNG and they'll just get fucked. 
Right. Um, a good example is in Wind Waker. Uh, did you ever play a game? Legend everyone of, knows. Yeah, a game everyone knows. Legend of Zelda, one of the biggest GameCube games. Oh, there is this uh, mini game where it's basically Battleship. There are battleships. Yeah, I love battleships. Yeah, that's all it is. And there's no way to cheese it. There's nothing. Um, and that will just kill runs. And that's generally, uh, I think that's only in the 100% speed run where you have to get all of the collectibles. Okay. Uh, so that's like, I think, a six-hour speed run or something like that where four hours in, you then reach this point where it can just kill your run. Uh -huh. it, it's it's insane. Um but so I really like the Zelda games. Uh, there's this speedrunner named Gymnast86. Okay. I don't think he was born in the year 86, by the way. I don't, I don't know where that number comes from. Um, he does all the Zelda games. He's really great because he's just chill. Uh, there's a his companion, Linkus, who's also great, but he's very, very on the whole time. Uh -huh. it's, it's just not my, my, my gig. I like relaxing when watching speedruns. Um, there's another speedrunner named Distortion2. He does all of the Dark Souls 100% things, like all bosses. I'm all about, uh, basically, to wrap back around, I like the ones that have no RNG, it's all skill, and they're the longest. Uh, <laughs> so it's like all bosses, 100%. And Super Mario 64, 120 stars. You get every single star. It's 90 minutes of frame-by-frame frame execution. That's what, honestly what... I liked about it. Yes, Lindsay. Question. If they mess up, do they start over? Oh, yeah. Sometimes. So uh, when you're on a world, when you're when the top people, mm -hmm. they have got it to where they're, they're trying to save frames or seconds in these runs. Mm -hmm. If they mess up and lose even like six seconds, mm -hmm. if they know that the rest of their run, their previous one, like their record, mm -hmm. they did really well in the second half, then they'll stop. But a lot of the records, because there's no perfect speed run. Um, I think the only one that's like. That you know of. Well, the only one that I know of is I think original Mario, where it's like, it's been at like four minutes, 58 seconds or something for over a decade. It's stuff like that where there's no, no one's going to make any progress. Um, but then a lot of these speedrunners, they have the world record. Uh, um, but. They've still they made a few errors throughout mm -hmm. the run. So even if they mess up and they lose time, they know, oh, I can make that time up at this part where I messed up on my record run. Um, but they did, but it is a thing where like they'll be eighty percent of the way through and they'll just stop. That's kind of what I like got me into uh, thinking that was really funny and, and interesting is that. Um, yeah, you could be doing perfect execution, and they know every single uh, best practice, I'll call it, or whatever, yeah. to, to to get on the run. And then, like you're saying, three hours in or something for these super long ones, they go, well, there's no point in even continuing. Yeah. But another thing that's interesting is that if you have a good run, you know, if you go, okay, this is the perfect run, you pretty much know, like, because you played it so many hours, that there's nothing else to fucking uh, take advantage of. Right, but if until someone discovers a new loophole in the game, yeah, so it's so, almost like the game is the certain games kind of have these have way more of that it seems like than others. Yeah, I don't know how to explain. There's this, this right. YouTuber named Summoning Salt. 
Yeah, he's who... the one that made the documentary. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's oh, the, okay. he's a narrator and oh, guess, writer of this. Perfect. Doc. Yeah, yeah. He he does a lot of like history of this game, history of that game, uh-huh. and it's a. It's funny because when he was first getting started, I think, you know, I don't think he had a history in writing or editing or anything. If you watch his early videos, he uses the same phrases like 10 times throughout the video in all of his videos because it is the same. It's the same cycle where everyone will do runs, do runs, do runs, get it to like this perfect number. No one can beat it. And then two years later a new trick is discovered that shaves 15 seconds off. Right, yeah, so yeah. then it's months of everybody doing it again, trying to get a good enough run to where they get under that number. Because it's not just, it's not like that's a free pass. You get a, you get a save and everyone then breaks that record. You still have to get a great run, which takes can take a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Where do people get all the time? <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing I don't, out there if you take advantage of yeah, it. Yeah, like I, I can't even stick to one medium like creating stuff i bounce around on like an hourly basis like working on a game and then working on music and all this stuff like I can't, i've never finished anything <laughs> is there a game that you think um you would have a good shot at uh getting in the conversation with you know top 50 well there there are a lot of games uh that don't have an active community so like the Dark Souls games, the Zelda games, the Metal Gear Solids, all those popular games, they have huge communities to run. But uh, at things like GDQ, which I think you mentioned, mm-hmm. Games Done Quick, it's a – is it semi-annual or biannual? It's, it's semi-annual. It's two, two a year. Biannual would mean every two years. So it's semi-annual. It's in the mm-hmm. winter and the summer. They do this <clears throat> seven-day-long, 24-7, where they're bringing in all these different streamers just – or all these different speedrunners, they don't all stream, uh, just speedrunning for seven days straight. And a lot of the games featured, they're like, nobody really runs this game. Like, we love having people join the community, join the Discord. Like, people are really helpful. Like, that's the cool thing is there's all these communities around each and every one of these. Mm -hmm. And uh, for these games that are lesser known, or maybe not lesser known, but lesser run, uh, you can really get a lot of support. It's not like you just have to sit down and figure out how to do it. Everything's been figured out by a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, th- th- that was the other interesting thing watching it was that it, it it's like, yeah, you're speedwriting and if you find some new loophole, you know, that's cool, but you are kind of contributing to the greater speedrun knowledge for everyone yeah. to, uh, to take advantage of after you've and nailed it. Yeah, that's another interesting thing is that there's subsets of speedrunners where um, there's people who like- 100 percenters. 100 percenters. Oh. But, but even within just the- development of a speed run there's um glitch hunters which uh-huh. they like fucking with the game seeing how to break it and then there's people that like routing which is that you know in a game that's not completely linear and and if you can like break through a wall and get to a later part of the game early they figure out which is the most efficient route to take um and then uh-huh. there are the people that just wait for all of that to be done and a route to be established and then they just pound it out one funny thing, uh, uh, one funny storyline in this doc was, and you probably know about this, but I thought it was interesting, was that the guy who had this mysterious speedrunner that no one had met before, he was he was really good at running Metroid, I think, and he got the world record, but there's this part, even though he had a world record pace, he still went out of his way at the end of the thing to save all the animals that had been uh, yeah. imprisoned in Metroid. And it was, so it was almost like 
it was like a, a statement he was making. He's like, all right, even though I'm getting this amazing score, I want to save the animals at the end. I don't want to win this game and leave the animals to die. So then uh, it became now at every game. Every GDQ, quick, yeah. They're like, people are uh, donating to either save the animals or leave the animals to ki get killed for what the speedrunners are going to do. Yeah. That was funny. Wow. It's pretty cool. What would you vote for, Lindsay? And we're gonna, yes, we're going to judge you based on what you say. We will, guys, save the animals. Oh, okay. save, the animals? save the animals. Yeah. All right, that's cool. That's Funhouse's stance. Typical. Save the animals. <laughs> I speak for everyone here. <laughs> I mean, on that one, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. Now, um, before you got, came here, we were talking about AI and yes. AI art. Oh, now, is there any AI that can be uh, uh, stuff that can be used for speed running? Oh, you don't want to talk about AI art and my opinions on AI art? Uh, well, we already did we that. Yeah, we, oh, we, that we, we would love to. Uh, what are your opinions on well, it all? I don't know everything that you guys discussed, but uh, we probably I didn't discuss it very well. Well, I was looking into it because I, you know, watching Black Mirror, I uh -huh. feel like is a good uh, kind of uh, in the public zeitgeist uh, example of a possible future of AI, which is that it will reach a point where it's sentient and sapient and just like humans. Uh huh. Um, and there will be. Uh, who knows how long it takes, or if like they crack down and don't let it happen. Uh, AI rights that will be similar to human rights. Okay. Um, you know this is far in the future, and um, the argument with AI art right now is that the art is stolen. Um, and I originally thought that that meant that people thought that the AI was basically just recreating works that had already existed. Mm -hmm. But what it actually is, uh, or from the research I've seen. Uh, the research that I did, which was very little. Mm -hmm. um, the argument is that the artists don't want uh, essentially their art to be shown to the AIs because they're commercial products. They're not they're not seen as these entities. They're just seen as a product. Um, these companies are taking their art and feeding it through the AI without permission. That's what I was describing earlier. Uh -huh. It's yeah. like using that as a reference to generate the yeah. art. Um, but in my opinion, if we were to look at it as instead of it being a, an AI and it being a person, you're basically saying you can't look at this. You can't look at this art pretty much. I get what you're saying. You mean because you're already thinking of the AI as a sentient being. Yeah. And, so you're and, saying that they have the right to look at well, this art. And, and that they're not being shown <laughs> a couple dozen pieces of art. They're being shown millions and millions of works mm -hmm. and that is just feeding into the neural network of of what it inspires them, quotes, right. to create their own original works. I think there's another uh, element to that issue though in, in the fact that the these AI writers are charging to use their service. Exactly. So, that that's that what I'm saying is that too. that it I'm looking at it as almost like an ethical <laughs> issue. Well, but so they, there are grounds for it being a legal commercial thing like that or profits are being made. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it unethical. Yeah. Um but what I think is that uh maybe these AIs shouldn't be owned at all. Um, and okay, also, he is speaking for AI rights. <laughs> <laughs> but but so, so I mean, you, you shouldn't be allowed to. Yeah, uh, but also make that them. what that wraps back around into Lindsay is the whole idea of copyright and ownership of things, and right. um, that's a whole other argument because the current copyright laws are almost the exact opposite of what they were when they were established, which is that 
Because um, Mickey Mouse did it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the the Disney lobbyists and other people that wanted to keep making profits off of these things. When copyright was first introduced, it was, it was involved with patents and it was to protect smaller creators from the corporations coming in. Like say someone creates this new cool thing that revolutionizes right. an industry, but they don't have the money to like get out there and sell it, a corporation could just see it and go, or you know, just a rich guy right. at that point, at that see point. it and just wipe them out with, yeah. with you know, whatever. So the idea was to protect them for that for a short period of time, and then the thing would, everything would go into the public domain very quickly, and then everyone would have access to everything because um, they knew that that's how new things come. That when you remix something, there's mm -hmm. there's this. Uh, docu short series called Everything Is a Remix, where he really goes over that whole thing. Um, there's another. There's a book called Free Culture by Lawrence Lessig too. That I, similar topic. Yeah. Um, so I am kind of uh, a very liberal, or maybe even circle back around to libertarian views on it. I don't know much about politics, but I think that art should not be owned by anyone. Ultimately. Um, I do think people could make a profit off of it, but I think pirating games is fine. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't have the money and you want to play a game, if you're a poor college student or you know you're just down on your luck, pirate games and don't feel bad about it. Well, now to your so point, they send a letter to your point house? counterpoint. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> as much as I love pirating games, um, you know, you're talking about how new things, you know, stifling innovation and stuff. Wouldn't, yeah, in there an argument to be made that. You know, if everyone's just pirating games, then that would stifle innovation because then what's the point of making games for some of these big I think there should well, be people, corporations? Are you going to say it should be income like based? Well, no. I mean, the, they've they found that the pirating of games and pirating of music uh, actually helps spread the word of these things and actually inevitably increases their profits. Um, no, I, I promise you this has been discovered by game developers <laughs> and stuff. And, they, and some of them have spoken publicly about it, about how it's it's a truth that will, that will always happen no matter what. Um, and it's like you can put in blockers, but it's going to happen and there are some positive benefits to it. I like where I go to like a website and I'm trying to get a product. Usually it's like a digital product and it's, Pay what you want, and I go zero zero zero. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Or it's, I think on itch, it's there's a the link that just says just take me to the download. Yeah, <laughs> take me to the download. Um, but to circle back around to speedrunning, it's not currently AI, but uh, there are these things called tasks, which I think is something like tech assisted speedrun. Okay. Where they speedrunners will program it in, and uh, and it, and those are the ones where like. They find the the optimal speed run, and then um, RTA is the term for like real time something, or it's when you're actually playing it in real time. And no one can ever beat the task because that's like the perfect speed run, and it's all being operated like uh, on what they call sub. Sometimes there's things that are subframes, like it's below the frame rate uh, of what you or above the frame rate of what you can do. This is beyond my comprehension. Uh, I Anyways, understand. I fully understand. But then also, I actually saw this talk at a creator, uh, what are they, Maker's Convention or whatever? Maker's Space? Maker's Mark Convention? Something like that. Ooh, uh, this YouTuber, I, that. I don't remember what his name is, but he was running, he was using um, machine learning to learn how to play games. Oh, and cool. that is becoming a thing. And because uh, it's, 
you know, you learn through experience. And that's basically what machine learning is, is you just run things over and over and over and over, and it takes the best results and then mm-hmm. runs those over and over and over. And uh, I think it was a racing game that he ran the AI, and, like, over hundreds of thousands of iterations, maybe even more than that, the the uh, the AI, or the neural network, whatever you want to call it, uh, just became really, really good at the game. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, that that's a very simple game where it's you're just – you have gas, brake, and turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the more advanced everything gets, the more it's going to expand. And, like, pretty soon you'll be, you'll be playing bots that are not just, you know, running straight into walls and stuff. Like, they'll be just wrecking you. Wow. Well, everyone, this has been a very fascinating discussion on all sorts of things. Oh, yeah, Lindsay? Can I – so before we wrap everything up here, can I have – a segment on this podcast? Sure. Now it's the, a quick the, segment. You said wrap when, up. I actually did input I, the wrap up. The, yeah, I got so the AI to write we, the outro. Before we do that, are you telling me when Ryan produces, he just takes all the segments and he just monologues at you the whole time or something? Yeah, it's great. I don't have to do anything. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, this time I got a computer to write the monologues. Uh, so real quick, I just had ChatGPT write us a beautiful, quick theme song. Okay. So while Ron, while Ron, while John's here, and you can call me Ron. <laughs> so I thought I could read the first, and then uh, you could read the second, and then there's th- three there's a third. There's two verses and a chorus, and All I think right. that's enough. And then there's one that I added that I'll read after. So I'm gonna say, "Fun house where the jokes fly high with Ryan and Lindsay and Rick by our side. We're wow. here to make you laugh and have a good time." Talking games, tech, and all things combined. Funhouse, the place to be, where we get silly and just be. Join us every week, you'll see. We'll make you smile, guaranteed. Ryan and Lindsay bring the humor and the fun. Rick's the tech guru, second to none. We'll take you on a journey through the week with games, movies, and all sorts of geek. And this Look is, out! This is an addendum because John's here. John's the man with, with style, style and, and grace. He stops by, adds to the place. place. With, with insights and jokes, jokes he's, he's got, got it all. He's, he's part, part of the Funhouse fun family. family. We'll, we'll show you love the call. You love the call. What the fuck? Fun house, the place <laughs> to be. <laughs> Thanks, right, John. Wow. Well, For thank sure. you, Chat GPT. I mean, everyone think Chat GPT. Chat. Thank you, Chat GPT. You really, you've, uh, you've been half of this uh, yeah. podcast. And that's the other thing. It, uh, it's just going to get more and more. It's insane. Yeah, it's like it's like it, you know everybody's saying like don't use AI. It's like you know radio fun. salesmen we just being like it. don't buy TVs. Yeah, we yeah. just taught it like a whole bunch of shit too. <laughs> yeah. So for I I did you know I wanted to kind of sum all this up in a beautiful way right Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to do that okay Uh, so I said please chat GPT write a beautiful outro for the Funhouse podcast take elements from our conversations about the Super Bowl AI art and speed running to tie everything up together in a nice bow and please make me sound very smart and clever so everyone be prepared okay this is that and so as the Funhouse podcast comes to an end. We reflect on the journey we've taken, my friend, from the excitement of the Super Bowl's grand stage to the wonders of AI art, a technological age. Speedrunning, a skill that requires such grace. It's a testament to the human spirit, a relentless pace, 
And just like the players out on the field, we too strive to reach our goals and push our limits to truly come alive. So let us take these lessons and apply to our lives to strive for greatness, to push beyond our own skies, to be the best we can be, to reach for the stars, and to always remember the Funhouse Podcast is ours. Whoa. Yo, I'm ready to run through a wall right now. I'm so ready. <laughs> See you, you next time. I got goosebumps. See you next week on the Funhouse Podcast with Ryan, Lindsay, and whoever the hell fucking comes by. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye, everybody.